It's game three of the second half of the season. The Tin Caps are on the road to take on the Dodgers-affiliated Great Lakes Loons. First pitch coming up in just a bit. Right now on the Bradley Golf Diamonds Dugout Report, and it's a treat for us to be joined by Tin Caps hitting coach Johnny Matthews. And John, first off, coming off the all-star break here, how was the uh, little reprieve for you? Uh, I enjoyed every minute of it. I got to go home. Um, I have... uh twin sophomores a boy and a girl and in in iowa where i live they're playing their high school baseball and softball seasons right now so i got to see my son play twice and my daughter play softball once spend some time with my wife spend some time at home so uh, i really enjoyed the enjoy enjoyed the all-star break i'm not one of these guys that say i don't ever want a day off i i cherish every one of them (laughs) yeah those ones would be crazy about uh in your role as a dad with kids playing high school athletics, how do you approach that? Are you, you know, sitting down watching video with them even when you're uh, when you're away, or are you more hands off? Um, hands off for the most part. I want them to enjoy the game without me forcing it on them, and both of them do. Um, actually, the All Star break was an interesting one for me, but uh, my son, I got to see play, uh, play twice. The first night, he really swung the bat well and had a bunch of hits and was all excited. And the second night, not as much, and he actually hit a pop fly over uh, the shortstop's head and he didn't run it out as hard as he probably should have. The shortstop doesn't make the play and he tries to stretch it to a double and gets thrown out. So I got to see him really good and then I also got to have the conversation with him that I have with some of our guys about playing the game away the certain way and how it's supposed to be played and respecting the game and so it was uh, it was it was I, I really enjoyed it. Um, the fact that I got to see him good and then also got to see a mistake and talk to him about those sorts of things too and working with these tin caps players not all that much older than sophomores in high school in some cases with the youngest lineup in the league again here this year i don't know if you had any time uh in the car driving back and forth to iowa to sort of reflect on the first half of the season but how would you assess things with this group so far I've been really happy um, with the way the guys have swung the bat, the way they go about their business, their work. Um, they're willing to make adjustments. They um, listen. They, I, you know, I have a good relationship, I feel like, with, with all the guys. And so it's really been fun. It's really been a, a pleasure the first half of the season, other than the weather kind of early. But, um, and I don't see that changing. I think uh, moving into the second half, um, these guys are excited. They had a nice little break, and they're excited to get going again for another 70. Yeah, no one shined more in the first half of the season than Xavier Edwards, who got to start in the All-Star game at second base. He enters tonight leading the league in hitting, batting average at three thirty-nine. He's second in on-base percentage at three ninety-eight. How do you challenge a guy like X here to continue to develop at this level now in the second half? Well, I mean, that's an interesting question. He's kind of done, you know, what he's been asked to do, and he is kind of who he is. He's supposed to get on base, and he has, and he's kind of a guy that's going to hit for a nice batting average, and he's done that too. Um, but at the same time, he's got a lot of things to learn. He's young, and he still makes uh, mistakes sometimes on both sides of the ball. And, you know, I know he wants to, you know, move up, um, but there's a lot of development for him still in this league, I think, and not that he won't have that chance, so that's above my above my pay grade. But um, I, I think the, the, challenge, the challenge for X is to continue with – learning how to be a professional, learning how to grind this out every single day. He's a young kid, his first full season. Um, and so that's probably the, one of the biggest things he's going to learn here as the second half wears on, and especially once we get into August. And it starts to get a little bit long. It starts to get a little bit hot. Um, he's going to learn what being a professional baseball player is, is really all about. Staying in the infield, Tucapita Marcano for a good part of the first half put up all-star caliber numbers. Missed a couple weeks with a sprained thumb. A little bit slow in coming back from that since... How do you see Tuku continuing to grow in the second half? 
He, uh, and I think I mentioned this to you before, but he absolutely loves to play this game. Um, and his thumb, the thing in, in baseball, and probably any sport for that matter, when you use your hands, but uh, especially when you're hitting, um, those hand, little nagging hand things can take forever. And so we decided that it was better for him to maybe shut him down for a week or so or 10 days and get that thing better rather than, than play with it at less than 100%. Um, but Tuca's going to go out and give every ounce of effort that he has on that given day, and he's going to do it with a smile. And um, He's energetic. He, he plays the game with passion, with emotion. He gets upset when he makes outs, and he gets happy when he makes good plays. And I like all of that. That's what young, young kids and young players are supposed to do. This is still a game, um, and he certainly knows that. In terms of talent, maybe no one's more tantalizing than shortstop Justin Lopez, and he was on a tear for a while, had, had five home runs over a 10-game stretch, and he's the team leader in home runs with six, yet I know he's still striving for more consistency, only 19 years old. How can Justin become more consistent here in the second half? I think a big thing for, for Lope is um, his decision-making at the plate. You know, he, uh, he his tools are off the charts. He's got power. Um, he can do things with the glove that people can't do um but he is a young kid and i think um he gets a little over anxious at the plate sometimes and swings at pitches that he probably wishes he hadn't swung at um and so i think that's going to be a the patience thing like the the uh the the patient aggressiveness um as that grows with justin i think that's that's going to be paramount kind of for his development we're with Tin Cap sitting coach Jonathan Matthews as Fort Wayne is getting set to take on Great Lakes here in a little bit. We talked about this off mic earlier, but Augustine Ruiz of late has started to unlock his power. First half of the season, he was leading the team in doubles and line drive percentage, but now it's finally starting to go over the fence too. Can you tell us about the adjustment that you made that you think has made a difference for him as he's hitting for average lately too? Yeah, we kind of made a little uh, mechanical adjustment with with Augustine um, in his hitting position where he would launch from. He was he kind of had some added length. Um, you know, hitting in essence is a race from where you start to where you finish. Finish being the contact point, and his race was a little bit longer. He kind of uh, his elbow was kind of in a spot that I didn't really love, and so we kind of made some mechanical adjustments there. And so far, so good. It's he's kind of taken to it. He swung the bat really well last night. Um, hit some balls on the screws, and he has. He's hit a couple of balls over the fence, and I think that's going to continue to happen. As a hitting coach, what do you tell guys like, for example, Blake Hunt, Lee Solomon? It seems like they hit the ball harder on a consistent basis, more so than anyone else. Yet for both those guys, the numbers aren't necessarily where you'd want. So if the average fan's just going to evaluate a batting average, their eyes are not really going to catch those guys. So how do you encourage them to continue to do it even if the results aren't there? You know, uh, Lee and I had a conversation the other day. Lee Solomon's a 21, 22-year-old kid going on about 45. He's about as mature a human being as you're ever going to run across. Um, And I told him that I really appreciated how he handled that first part of the season where he was struggling. He was hitting balls hard, and he wasn't getting any results. Um, And Blake was kind of the same way. But, you know, we have access to some numbers that, like, the general public probably doesn't. So I know what kind of pitches they're swinging at, and I know – what percentage of the time they're barreling the ball now whether it happens to end up in somebody's glove or not they can't control that and so I continue to pound those like fundamental you know um, metrics that we have if you're swinging at the right pitches and you're putting the fat part of the bat on them eventually the results are going to come and I I want those guys to um, believe that and so far they have and I know it's hard for them to look up at the scoreboard sometimes and see their numbers not where they want them to be but um, if I think they know if they continue to do the right things then the results are going to come down the road. 
don't want to hold you up much longer and we don't have time to go through every single guy on the roster but is there anyone who you think the average fan maybe uh, right now and prospect evaluator is sleeping on uh, or is going under the radar in terms of uh, not just what they've done but what you see behind the scenes uh, it's interesting you say that for me, and he's kind of on the injured list right now. He ran into the fence the other night, but Juwan Harris, our center fielder, um, he can go get it. He defends. Um, his numbers offensively aren't where they want to be, where he wants them to be right now. Um, but he's an example of a guy who played football in college. He hasn't played that much baseball. Um, so I think he's almost about as exciting a guy as we might have that like that's exactly who he is it's somebody that's kind of under the radar for the general fan that they don't um, see some of the things and some of the potential that he has even though he did come out of college his age he's a little bit older but his he's not baseball old you know he played football for the majority of his life and so um, he's kind of an exciting guy for me. And he's got the second highest walk rate in the league so far this season, despite being on the injury list at the moment. And you touched upon his defense, and you know we lock into your title as hitting coach, but you also work defensively with the outfielders, something that you did at the big league level with the Padres a couple years ago too. How would you evaluate this group that you've got in the outfield this year? Um, I, I think they really defend. You know, I think we defend the grass really well. Um, like I said, Juwan can go and get it. Uh, Grant Little is another guy that can play center for a day or two, and he goes and gets it pretty well. And then the guys on the corner, um, right now Michael Curry's out there, Duanier, um, William Sutton is hurt, and then uh, Augustine Ruiz. But all of those guys, um, whether they be in center field or on the corners, I've been really happy with their progress. I've been really happy with their work. Um, They take it seriously. They don't see... Uh, standing out in the grass just waiting for their time to hit like it used to be in the outfield so increasingly in the big leagues outfield defense is um, not only becoming more important but it's becoming more measurable and so these guys need to understand that that um, in the minor leagues not as much but when they get to the big leagues every move they make is measured and their route efficiency is measured and they're graded on defense and eventually they're going to get paid or not paid based on among other things their defense and so um, I try to continue to, to push that and let them know that, hey, you know, this stuff is important and it helps you not only your teams win games, but for you individually, it's going to help you down the road when it comes contract negotiation time at some point, hopefully for them. Oh, well, Matty, congrats on the success with this group so far this year. Best of luck to you and the guys here in the second half and to the kids back in Iowa as well. Thanks, John. Tim Caps hitting coach Jonathan Matthews, our guest here in the Bradley Golf Diamonds Dugout Report. Take a timeout, come back with starting lineups and first pitch on ESPN Radio 1380 and 100.9 FM. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.